Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States of America. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. Battle of New Orleans Radio with your hosts, Nathan Lawrence, Caleb Hitt, and Goyle or 990 WGSO. In we took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans and took a bullet for your right to exist. She's walked like a demon, as you know. Brain damage? Check. Parkinson's? Check. Autism? Yup. Even syphilis. She's walking like a demon. Who would rig elections to have it their own way? Irrespective of the people's will. Wonderful. Goyim, how you doing, brother? Yeah, we're here, man. Goyim's in the house. Caleb's in the house. Caleb's in the house? Caleb, you there in Ohio? No. All right. We're working, we're working on, him. on it. Everybody's watching the Chicago Cubs game. We're trying. We're stuck in traffic. Everybody, all these trendies, Nathan, are are jumping in these bars. I mean, some I, of these people. I am rooting wa- for the Cubs. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, just to get it over with this freaking. Uh, well, I mean, I've been watching the Cubs since I was a kid on WG. You know what I'm saying? I'm and you're a fan, but you got all these trendies who are I'm, stuck in traffic trying to watch this game. And uh, it's kind of, uh, I know we're going up against the Cubs game tonight. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. And, and, and that's what we were going to talk about to start things off. And, and we have an action-packed show tonight. You know, I know we're going up against Game 7 of the World Series. We're going up against the U.S. Senate debate right now on C-SPAN, which me and Nathan want to watch. You know, we got Bustani, David Dukes on there. This is national TV. But again, um, you know, we we were talking before the show started, me and Nathan, about what exactly has Putin done wrong? The demonization of Russia. Uh, I heard it this morning on Jeff Carrere's show. Uh, Mitch Gibbs was talking about how uh, you know uh, uh, Trump is aligned with Putin, and Putin's a dictator, and all of his people, you know, they're it, under a totalitarian rule, oligarchy, whatever. Go ahead. And, and, and he was saying that Russia is encroaching on all the countries around them, when in fact. Um, you know, the, the U.S. State Department, George Soros and several oil companies actually helped uh, fund that whole coup, that whole revolution. So it wasn't Putin that uh, that overthrew Ukraine. It was the West. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's just it's amazing. It's almost it, like you're, you're Pontius Pilate watching this situation it, where we're crucifying Jesus and we got Barabbas over here who's done all these bad things. And, and what has Putin done wrong? You ask these people. I called up. I asked them. I said, what exactly has Putin done wrong? And again, you know, you just get a lot of deflection. So, hey, Caleb, what's your take on the uh, the, the Russians? The, you know, they're just overtaking everything, according to the media, when the Russians aren't overtaking anything. Go ahead. Well, the FBI already just came out, and this was in the New York Times 
said that they've, they've been actually been doing an investigation with Trump to find any possible connections with the Russian government and Donald Trump. They couldn't find any. So basically Hillary Clinton's has a tinfoil hat on her head. <laughs> so, you know, any, anytime something doesn't not going her way or something doesn't make sense to her, she always just says, well, it's the Russians are after me or, or, you know, she always says points to Donald Trump's and Russians collusion together. And F, according to the FBI, there is none. Well, well, and also what it was that that British ambassador, I believe it was, came out and said he knew for a fact um, that it was actual U.S. intelligent operatives that are actually leaking the, the emails to WikiLeaks. It's William, actual forces inside our own government. Go ahead. William Benny has been saying the same thing for six months. Right. Uh, the former NSA whistleblower, obviously, we've had him on our show multiple times. Um, Dr. Steve Pachinik, uh, he came, he finally showed his face on camera for the first time. He was on Alex Jones. Uh, he has come out and is speaking on behalf of the intelligence community, has basically stated that there is a soft coup occurring within the intelligence community um, to – I'm trying to find the, right word, uh, find the right words here. Basically – oh, yeah, they're basically running their soft coup through Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. Hmm. That's where the all these leaks are coming from, is from our U.S. intelligence community, not Russia. All right. I, I mean I, we've been saying it on here on this show for at least a year now that – you know, Russia is um, – they've locked down their borders. They're showing strong na- – you know, strong nationalism. Nationalists. Right, yeah. right. You know, they're very – Putin's very pro-Christian. Yeah, you know, not- some people will say, well, you know, he, he's only promoting the, the Orthodox Church over there, all the Protestant churches that, um, you know, that they're not allowed to practice. But regardless if that's true or not true, Putin is at least pro-Christian – you know, pro-nationalist, pro-self-preservation. you know, self-preservation. So, you know, we know if you're a self-preservationist, you're a number one target against the uh, New World Order. You have to have open borders. And, uh, and on a side note, I just got a text message from Phil the Patriot at the pizza parlor, and he said that he's We're not going to say which one. We're not going to say which one he works at, but he says he's going to come meet me and Nathan at Was he li- working and eating? He's working and eating and taking orders and taking topping orders. He was doing all of it as he talked and texted me. And he said that he is going to be at the Liberty Monument tonight with me and Nathan. We're going to go clean the monuments up tonight. Now, we talked about it. We called up Jeff about this. This is a side note, a local situation that we're constantly dealing with, the defacing of these monuments, uh, take them down, NOLA. And what the weird thing is, Nathan and Caleb, is they – and I, 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 don't, I hope this is not tied to anonymous, Nathan – but uh, I saw no DAPL at the top in, in graffiti, and they're tying – I don't know. That has something to do with the South Dakota uh, pipeline. But, I mean, all this group, it's, this anonymous group is is being kind of called, in my opinion, possibly for this revolution. And, uh, you know, I, just like um, Nathan experienced, he wore an anonymous shirt at the Trump rally about eight months ago, and this communist little girl came up to him and, and asked if she, he wanted to join the Communist Party. So I mean, the anonymous group has its good factions and its bad factions, and I don't. I I, I have a sense that the graffiti on this one with the no eight, no DAPL tag up there might have something to do with that. But again, we're going to be cleaning up the monument tonight as everybody's busy with the Cubs game. Everybody's p- busy with the debate. Again, tune in to C-SPAN. Have us tuned up on your radio. Turn well, down your TV. Watch the uh, Louisiana Senate debate. Um, and uh, again, you know, it's it's and word on the street. Duke told us last week he's going to be at the LSU Alabama tailgate this Saturday. 
walking around, kissing babies, shaking hands, and doing that whole thing. He only has five percent. I don't think he has any chance of winning. But uh, I, know I think he's, I think he's got more percent. I think he's got more a better shot than what people give him credit. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he's going to get more votes. But look, we got two minutes left, Goyim. But we, we we this next guest we're going to have on is is going to just just unload some ground shattering information about our voting system. While we all go run out and vote. You know, hopefully everyone's going to vote for Trump as a vote and resistance, regardless of what they do with your vote. At least at least there's a resistance. People are pissed off. We know, you know, we're talking about voter fraud now. We've talked, you know, Trump's bringing up voter fraud, 28 pages. I mean, so look, it's a vote of resistance. This next guest, Miss Bev Harris from BlackBoxVoter.org, she has found uh, the the secret program, the source code built inside the tabulation machines that count the votes on the large level, not at the precinct precinct level, and they're able to change the votes using decimals. And listen, we got Rhonda Shear in the second hour, New Orleans native, big time politi- political uh, advisor. Uh, I, lo- I loved her up all night. Up all night, you had, look her up, beautiful woman. She's uh, world famous, and she lives in Florida now, but she's a New Orleans native. She's going to be on in the second hour. So we're going to be right back with Bev Harris. This is Battle of New Orleans Radio, 990 AM. Be right back. Sound mine and trust those loopy eyes. Either he's a huckster or a clown. She's walked like a demon, as you know. Brain damage? Check. Parkinson's? Check. Autism? Yup. Even syphilis. She's walked like a demon. Who would rig elections to have it their own way? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio. That was our good friend, Mr. Payday Monsanto's new song, Cross-Eyed Hillary. And you can find that on our Facebook page, Battle Nola Radio's Facebook page, or go to Payday Monsanto's YouTube channel. It's a pretty funny song. But anyway, look, look, Gordon, we have a, a fantastic guest on. We have Miss Bev Harris of BlackBoxVoting.org. Um, she has just... Um, you know, release this groundbreaking information on how they're actually rigging the elections on a large scale. So I thought it was very, you know, I've been listening to Miss Harris for about 10 years doing interviews. So when I heard, I heard her interview a couple of days ago on Alex Jones show, it just, it had my mouth just wide open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I said, man, we need to try to get Miss Harris on. So Miss Harris, we really appreciate you coming on the Battle of New Orleans uh, tonight, and you know that that information that you presented on the Alex Jones show the other day was just unbelievable. And your video, uh, Fraction Magic, is just is just amazing. So, how you doing tonight? Well, good. It's really uh, an honor to be here. Oh, oh well, thank glad you. to have you. Thank you, Miss Harris. Yeah. You, you know, I've been following you for a while now, for about ten years, and you know, you you've. you've you've really been at the forefront of the the voter fraud you know dealing with the the voting machines you know you've been right there on the ground level for years now so can you please explain you know to the listeners the average listener right what what's yeah. going on with this new revelation 
in layman's terms. Yeah, I mean, it is so hard to to do that video because it's like, oh my God, it deals with math. <laughs> yeah. Fraction magic. You know? Uh huh. Fraction magic. But here, in a nutshell, it's like this: the guy who unraveled all this has a background in finance and politics and database, those three things. Mm -hmm. And he realized with his political background that you cannot tamper with elections in a broad-based, successful way that won't get caught unless you do it a certain way. Because, you know, there's different precincts that have different demographics. Like in Memphis, where he's based, there's kind of a central area, which is black Democrats, and then sort of a peripheral area, which is white Republicans. And you can't just flip that because it's going to look ridiculous if all the white Republicans vote for a black man, all the the Democrats vote vote for a white Republican. So, So you have to do something that more closely mimics reality. And so when he figured out what would need to be done in the design to do that, he realized that the one thing he needed was access to decimals. And he explains all that in the video of how why. It's kind of complicated and confusing to me, but but it's true. I did, you know, verify. So what he did then was look inside the actual voting system and was shocked to find that they had changed the settings nationwide so that it counts all the votes as decimals. Uh, because it was the exact piece that he needed in order to create a tampering system that would mimic the demographics of the different precincts. And that's really important. People don't, who aren't in politics don't realize that it, you know, they know, the political operatives, they know how things are likely to sort of be predictable to go. So you can't just go in there and do something completely bonkers that doesn't even look close. Well, Ms. Harris, Ms. Harris, why, why, why is the decimals so important? Can you explain to the listeners what the, you know, the bearing of the decimals, you know? Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. Um, the way you're going to mimic reality is to be able to set a percentage of the vote that each candidate is going to get in each precinct. So you say, okay, in this precinct, uh, I'm going to give my guy 56% because that's the most that people will think is believable. But in this precinct, I'm going to give him 78% and in this one and so forth. Now, think. Now, if you have 100 votes, you don't know how many voters are going to show up, right? No way right. to know that. So if 100 people show up and you give your guy 43% or the other guy, let's say, that's 43 votes. That's fine. But if you, if 99 voters show up and you give him 43%, you're going to end up with votes that are like 42 point something, something, something. You're not going to end up with whole numbers. Right. <clears throat> and you can't make it end up with whole numbers because you can't know how many people are showing up. So the only way you can do that is if you have the system set up to process the votes Instead of one vote, one person to say uh, one, it could be 1.25 votes, you might be 0.79 of a vote. You have to be able to, the system has to be able to handle those decimals if you're going to assign a percentage to a candidate. Now, understand what he does is, whatever, it doesn't matter what the votes are that come in. He simply overwrites them and says, no matter what comes in, my guy's going to get 43% or 57% or whatever. You know, so. And sometimes we see something like that on election night, right? Where you right. see somebody and it seems like they're stuck at 1% and it, a certain percentage and it never changes. And it's like, why isn't that changing? You know, right. so, so, <laughs> More votes are coming in and he's just stuck at that exact place. 
Well, um, there really is some evidence that they are using these percentages. And instead of the, you know, whatever the votes come in, they're just saying that's good. We give this guy this percent and give that guy the other percent. So, so Ms. Harris, what you're saying is that they're basically like preloading the numbers. Say, like you use the number 43. So if they're going to say Hillary Clinton's getting 43 percent, they're setting the machines up to only get to that percentage. And then they use... Um, you know, like like you said, the math is not going to add up. You know, with the people that's going to have to be broke down in, in the decimals. So then, they, then they they use that uh, the, the other numbers. To, uh, they actually shave some of the votes. Right, right, right. Right. I know it's kind of it's kind of complicated. But yeah, but it's it's kind of. But if you think about it, it's like you're just basically saying in advance that I want this person to get this not, this percentage of the votes because I don't know how many voters are going to show up, but it has the books have to balance, right? Right. So if 100 voters show up and I'm going to give this person 53, 43, you know, percent, the other person's going to get uh, the remainder, whether 57 percent. It, it doesn't matter what the votes are. It's going to be at that level. And you can set it precinct by precinct. And so he first determined that that was – the design requirement that would be necessary. And then he was shocked to find out that the pieces to achieve that are built into the system. That's really shocking. And and not just that, but that they are, the system was actually changed. It used to actually count every vote as a whole number, as one vote is one person. And then some programmers went in and they changed the settings and said, now we would like to count votes as decimals. And we were able to trace that back. And the programmers admitted in emails, leaked emails, kind of like WikiLeaks, only only before their time. Right. They admitted that they did it in order to weight races, weight W-E-I-G-H-T, right. in order to be able – and they defined that. And they said, weighting a race is allowing – not all votes to count equally. Some can count as more than one, and some can count as less than one. Wow. So they knew what they were doing, and we traced it further. The guy who was supervising it when they put it in had been earlier convicted and gone to jail on computer crimes. Wow. What's that, what's that gentleman's name? His name is Jeffrey Dean, and uh, I, we can prove it. I mean, it's through court testimony. I found a lawsuit. This this guy, what an idiot. He didn't pay one of his programmers his bonus, and so the programmer sued him. <laughs> and so there's this sort of obscure lawsuit, and I got the testimony for it. It's 900 pages of testimony, and they're all telling what each other did. <laughs> so it's no question that he did it. <laughs> and Mr. Dean was connected to uh, Whitewater, correct? Yeah, he was connected to um, uh, Watergate. I mean, actually. I say Whitewater, excuse uh, me. Yeah, I meant Watergate, was, excuse me. He was younger, but when he was he was working for Bud Crow, who was the head of the White House uh, Plumbers Unit, mm-hmm. and then that Bud Crow, I I don't know if he went to prison. He lost his law his bar his law license and stuff, and he came back into the workforce and employed this Jeffrey Dean guy, and um, yeah, so it's it pretty much stinks. I mean, people can say it could be in there for a good reason. They try so muddily to say that, but it just starts to strain our belief system when we see who put it in there. Uh, yeah, no, no no, doubt. Absolutely. We're coming to a break. We have Miss Miss Bev Harris of blackboxvoting.org on the line with us, just laying out this groundbreaking information on how they're stealing the votes. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to Battle of New Orleans Radio on 990 AM WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City, the home of the First Amendment. We'll be right back. Oh, 
Radio. We got Bev Harris on the first hour. Rhonda Shear is going to be on in the second hour. Bev, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, question. I was watching your interview on Alex Jones. Uh, clarify this to our listeners and myself and to Nathan and Caleb. You know, you were saying that Hillary is going to win the election, whether she <laughs> wins the election. That was a great one-liner. Whether she wins the popular vote or not. Clarify that. Obviously, it's pretty straightforward, but obviously... Oh, not even just popular vote. I mean, I just... Um, I, I, it's, it's my opinion, mm-hmm. my humble opinion, but uh, that whether or not she does win the votes, she'll win the votes. Let's put it that way. Um, and, and I'm not basing this on nothing. I actually uh, tracked very closely and went to New Hampshire in the primary that she ran against Obama in 2008 and uh, caught him in the act of cheating with the ballots. They were actually in there with some ink solvent uh <laughs> You know, basically wiping the ink off of the absentee ballots and remarking them and um, doing all kinds of very shady things. And I I confronted a state representative about it. And Mm -hmm. um, she's uh, quite elderly. I've kind of been waiting for her to get even more elderly before I talk (laughs) about this up in public. But said, I said, how do you reconcile? And I told her some of the things we had caught on video. And she says, well, you can't. Sometimes a deal needs to be made. Wow. You know, it it is reality that stuff happens in elections. It's kind of part of the cultural fabric of the United States. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about it very much, well, but yeah. it is. Well, well, Bev, it has been for a hundred years. You know, come on. Yeah, we probably haven't had a, a real presidential election ever, maybe, you know, as far as a hundred percent legit. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're oh, bringing... Possibly. Oh, no right. doubt. You're bringing up New Hampshire in 2008. You know, they were wiping ballots, but you know, with this new revelation... It's showing how they're doing it, that they can do it in a much easier fashion, uh, not at the local level. They can do it, you know, at the tabulation level. Right. And, you know, one of the things that we learned as we were really going back into why and who is doing this and so forth. And, you know, this feature that we found, the fractional feature, was is different than some sort of bug or glitch. It's something that was put in there on purpose. And... um, it looks like it may have been put in there for the purpose of selling elections. But now, local elections is where what I think it was for, because you have one presidential election every four years. Mm-hmm. That's not very much repeat, repeat purchases. Right. You have 100,000 local elections every single year, and there's tremendous incentive to tamper with some of those results because they control hundreds of billions of dollars in contract allocations. Um, and, and think about it. When you think about it, it's like, oh, you know, there's some landfill and there's a development project over here and the water rights and mining. I mean, it's like all kinds of things right. that are worth a huge amount of money to someone. And they need to be able, they think, to put their thumb on that scale locally. And so you start getting tremendous um, 
incentives for someone who can deliver those local elections. And, and Ms. Um, Harris, Ms. Harris, real quick, and, and we see now on a mass scale with local elections, especially here in Louisiana, we see George Soros being involved. He was he, he gave a bunch of money to the mayor, the mayor's uh, election. He gave uh, money to many, yeah, to the governor, to uh, Attorney General Louisiana. So we're seeing these global really? entities. Oh, yes. absolutely. We're seeing these global entities who are also involved with the voting machine companies actually, you know, uh, you know, right. jumping into these local uh, politicians. Right. And, and the other thing is, you know, if you once you have a network enabled to do the local, that same network is there for you to do a state or a national. Um, and sometimes I think when they keep talking about, well, so-and-so doesn't have a good ground game. A, one meaning of a good ground game is knowing where to get at the local fixers. Okay. I mean, Uh and that goes way back too. I mean, you know, know, there's very well documented reports of, uh, you know, a relative of the Kennedys hopping off an airplane in West Virginia with a satchel full of cash. I mean, knowing who to pay off, you know, so it's, it's not what people think where there's one guy in an ivory tower waving a magic wand over the entire election. It's a network of local operatives. But these national campaigns know darn well where they are. And as you point out, now the Soros connection to voting machines, it's Dominion voting, which you, you do have in uh, Louisiana. Um, it's kind of two arms lengths away, you know, a couple buffers in between him and it. Uh, but that's kind of typical, too. In 2012, there's another big voting. There's three big voting machine companies. What about Smartmatic? Uh, it's actually, I think you have um, the image cast right now. It's uh, it's not actually called Smart. Maybe it's the same model as Smartmatic that's used mm-hmm. in Latin America. But I think they call it the Sequoia image, or no, the Dominion image cast in, in the, um, there. But at any rate... Um, yeah, and and so these voting machine companies, only three of them, and they're tied to some um, very powerful characters. In 2012, Mitt Romney, uh, through a couple of arm's lengths, again, a couple of buffers, bought one of the major voting machine companies called Hard Inner Civic. And one of the other one, the one that counts 60% of the votes, a company called ESNS, um, it's one of its big stockholders and its former CEO turned out to be the Secretary of Defense, Chuck Hagel. So, oh, wow. I mean, it's really kind of creepy mm-hmm. that these big guys, why, why would they be interested in buying voting machine companies? They right. only sell something for the lowest bid once every 15 years. I mean, it's not like it's a big lucrative deal. <laughs> right. Well, 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 Ms. Harris, what, what, um, oh, what's my question here? Okay, how many of the machines are using this decimal system now? In how many oh, yeah, states? Good question. I'm glad you asked. Okay, well, started, we could prove it in the um, old Debold stuff, which is now being run by a combination of Dominion and ESNS. How strange is that? <laughs> um, uh, but um, recently in the state of Illinois, a, an activist with Defend the Vote named Sharon Maroney walked right up to the Dominion head technical guy and asked him point blank, do you fractionalize the count in all of your Dominion image? And he said, yes. And she said, why? And he said, well, for marketing purposes. Yeah, what what does that have to do with anything? Selling, but mm. yeah. And then the Illinois Board of Elections confirmed that, that ES&S does it too. So it looks like right now about 99% of the systems fractionalize the count. Wow. So that means just about all the systems can be rigged mm-hmm. in, uh, in every state. Wow. That is, 
That is incredible. People need to really understand what they're hearing at this point. You know, we only got a couple of minutes left with you, Ms. Harris, and I wonder, what can we do? What are the solutions? How do we counterbalance oh, this? I'm glad you asked. And I just put an article up. It's the, the new uh, newest article on blackbuckfooting.org kind of explaining it more. You know, in Louisiana, every one of these image casts, these new Dominion image cast voting machines, takes a picture of every ballot. How cool is that? You know what? That's an electronic file that is subject to freedom of information and public records. If people take advantage of going in with a thumb drive, a little USB stick, the day after the election, say, I want all of those ballot images, all those pictures of every ballot. We could do our own recount of any race we want with 100% of the ballots. Um, so that's one step that is very feasible. It's very, also very interesting to see what they do when you ask for that. A gentleman in Arizona has already done that, and they got a little panicky and immediately told him, well, we, 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 we destroy those every day. <laughs> hey, Bev, real quick. Uh, Bev, really quick. We, uh, Caleb Hitt in Ohio, our uh, national reporter there, has a question from the Daily Resistance. Go ahead, Caleb. You have a question for Bev Harris? Oh, hi, Bev. Uh, are you aware of any uh, – do you think this Fraction Magic had anything to do with the seemingly contested uh, 2000 election between uh, George Bush and Al Gore? Another good question. They didn't have it in place then, and they had to use a very clumsy method whereby they just took off minus 16,000 votes. <laughs> and, and it got caught. And the very next year, they put the fractional counts in there. Wow, what a coincidence. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think they realized, look, we need something. We can't do these big, clumsy, stupid methods. We have to do something more elegant. Wow. So let, let's, let's try to – got two minutes left with Ms. Harris. And let's try to uh, crystallize what, what you're saying here, Ms. Harris. So and, and since 2001, they've been using this decimal system, and it's – uh, a source code that is built inside the machines. It's not on accident. And the, the tabulation machines that count the vote on a local level are able to use the decimals and then shave decimals off each vote that they want. And then they can use that and, and, and give it to whichever candidate that they have set or programmed into the machines. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a fairly simple concept. It just uses numbers. And so we all get a little bit um, cross-eyed over it. But it's it definitely, you got it exactly cross-eyed right. Hillary. What it does. Fraction magic. Yeah. I mean, everybody just needs to go watch your video. And that's why I put it on our Facebook page. I um, mean, go, go check you. out Fraction Magic. It's confusing, I guess, on purpose, right, Viv? They want to keep us It's confused. so simple. It's confusing. Oh, yeah. You know, anything you make complicated, then it kind of pulls the wool over people's eyes. And that goes for yeah. the financial systems and other things. You know, like, you I'm make it complicated and you can be corrupt. They're like, I'm tired. I want to go watch the Cubs game. That's all, yeah. that's all they care about tonight. Well, well, well Miss, <laughs> go do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's a, that's what they want. Of that, us. That's what. It, well, Miss Harris, we really appreciate yeah, yeah. you, Tom. I know you're very, very busy at this point, and and maybe we'll, we'll get you back on after the elections to see see how everything went, man. And God bless, and just thank you for your tire, tireless and uh, forever work there. Appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, God bless. Everybody, check out her site, blackboxvoting.org. And please, please go watch her video, Fraction Magic. It's, it's got at least fifty or 60,000 more views since this morning. And look, turn off your Cubs game. We're going to have Rhonda Shear on at 8 o'clock. She's going to be a great second guest. Battle of New Orleans Radio, 990 AM. We'll be right back.
anybody wondering whether or not John Lennon was shot Cheer, by we're back. Payday Monsanto in the house. Caleb Hitt, Nathan Lawrenson, Goyam. Uh, you know, we're trying to fight with the uh, debates we're watching in studio here. Louisiana U.S. Senate debate on C-SPAN right now, uh, live at Dillard University in New Orleans. Um, you know, the elections next Tuesday. Of course, we got the Hillary Trump scenario going on. We got Rhonda Shear coming on in the second hour. Uh, New Orleans native. She was from USA's Up All Night. Me and Nathan used to watch that as, uh, you know, young teens, you know, late at night by ourselves, if you know what I mean. And um, that whole deal. But uh, we're looking forward to that. She's a, she, I think this morning she was in Florida at a Trump uh fundraiser so she's become really politically active and for the new orleans listeners realize she went to mount carmel she's a local girl blah 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 we're looking forward to that second hour uh but go ahead nathan you said you had a little rant no i mean to go off on in the commercial break he's frustrated I, right I, now I, I i'm good you know i was watching the this is really it wasn't what i wanted to talk about but I, you know we got the debate up there <laughs> david duke was talking about the uh the international banks, he, he was saying, basically, he said that the people that control the banks and the media were all tribes. Tribal. Yeah, he said they're, they're tribal. A hidden reference to the Cleveland Indians tonight. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, so he starts, he starts going on a rant about international jewelry, not, not, not your average Joe Blow, uh, Joe Steen going to the uh, synagogue, but he was talking about international jewelry on uh, C-SPAN and the uh, – the, the uh, commentator asked, well, what does being Jewish have to do with the banks or the media? So then he had to proceed to explain the whole connection. So it was it was pretty funny. But at least, you know, people can say what they want about David Duke. At least he's bringing some of this to the forefront, just like Donald Trump. Until, until Donald Trump, uh, you know, we've never seen... The, the messages being put out on the national media, mm-hmm. you know, which are, he's talking, talking about the 28 about pages. Federal Reserve. Fed, talk, right. the, ISIS is an inside job. CIA. I guess we're saying Mossad over here, but he says and it's CIA. funded by Hillary Clinton. But that's what he means by that. It's a, it's a Hegelian dialectic, create the problem, create the solution. Caleb, are you on there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, man. What's your take on what we're talking about here on this break before we bring Rhonda Shear on? Oh, you as far as Bev Harris, yeah, as far as the voting thing is concerned. Uh, anything, bro. Anything you, you want, want to talk, talk about. about? Well, I obviously watched that uh, video, and once again, just for the listeners, go to blackboxvoting.org and watch the Fraction Magic uh, video. Powerful noticed, video. I, mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I noticed in there where they actually showed toward the tail end of it where they were, it looked like they were shaving. Um, Vote like very small percentage. Like say if uh, you uh, say from they shaded from like say they rounded up. It's like say from ninety. Let, let's say from fifty six point four six nine seven. They average it up to fifty six point four seven. And apparently they do that from precinct all across the board, precinct to precinct to precinct, and apparently it adds up. But it's close enough to where nobody, you know, it seemingly is close and. Uh, in correlation with what maybe people would would expect the results to be, but I also noticed that in whatever precinct there just so happened to be a um, an audit, they did not tamper with those um, results. So they know they must know which precincts are having the audit uh, the audits before, so they know not to not to tamper with them. Yeah, that's the only way that could even be the case. Obviously, 
And as far as um, I noticed that, I think she also brought this up a little bit ago, but, well, sort of in a roundabout way. Uh, toward the tail end, it asked kind of has a Q&A um, deal there, and it asked uh, who's in position to use Fraction Magic. Uh, basically, IT guys, vendors, some ballot printers, consultants, technicians. Uh, who gets access to multiple locations? Election service providers, vendors, subcontractors. So obviously, these people who are actually doing using the Fraction Magic uh, whether it be they, they're using a USB um, port or uh, maybe by remote the, access. Well, well, that's the they, thing, Caleb. They say that, that, you know, there's proof that they can do this remote access, so then they can do it via the Internet. You remember uh, Hillary Clinton and other people have kind of poo-pooed this whole idea being able to do this via the Internet, but we see uh, that there's proof of this. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously these people – but they're basically operatives. They know what they're doing. They know why they're doing it, and they're obviously bought off. Uh, um, hell yeah, they're bought off. Absolutely, they're bought off. People need to wake up, Caleb. Our republic is being stolen. Okay, they, they just steal our votes in front of our face. If that's not well enough, they'll control the electoral college. If we can't do that, I mean, you see at every front, the internationalists are controlling our elections, regardless if it's through the voting machine, through the Electoral College. I mean, you look at the debacle the, the Trump went through uh, with the delegates. Uh, I mean, you're seeing uh, dead people voting over and over and over and over again. People are being caught. Uh, they're not counting whole precincts. I mean, it just goes on and on. You know, they get up here, you know, these pundits, and they always talk about Russia and China, uh, you know, the Politburo, and they talk about the Stasi and all this garbage. Guess what? America's a hundred times worse. You know why America's worse? Because the dumbass people, the goyim, the sheep, believe we're free. They believe that we're still American apple pie. This exactly. isn't 1776. We've been hijacked by a band, a, a gang of international crooks that control everything. Yeah, and and a good example with uh, Ivan, who my cousin, who was he just went back to Croatia today. He's, the he Russian Croatian. He was here for a month. He went through the Taco Bell drive-through. He did all that kind of stuff. Did all the uh, buffets, Chinese buffet, out of the whole multiculturalism experience. Loved every second of it. Went to the Saints game. My point is, people, Americans would come up to him. I'm talking like morbidly obese Americans stuck in a debt matrix, divorced, and come up to him and go. I mean, think about the irony in this. They go, uh, "Do you?" And he's like thin. You know, young, good-looking, got land in Croatia, paid off cash right there by the beach. And they go, don't you want to move to America? Don't you want to be here? Don't you want to? And, and that's the mentality that like they think that these places are third-world countries, that these places are not functional, uh, that the lifestyle is not good or not nearly as equivalent. The only thing America or United States has on a country like Croatia, in Ivan's eyes, is the, the money aspect. The fiat currency here is a little bit stronger than the fiat currency over there. So he can make a, a quicker living there, but he hell no, he doesn't want to move here. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't like the um, the matrices he sees here. I mean, and again, the irony is the people who are telling him, you know, you should love America. You 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 probably are begging to be here. You want to come on a boat to come here, don't you? Are, are the same ones who are divorced, cats not kids, no money, debt matrix, mortgage, stuck in traffic at five a.m. 
and they're miserable. I mean, and then, then they want to drag Yvonne in. in all I, I'm back. I'm back. I was over here in this American, yeah, this American zombie coma full of, full of Doritos, Coca-Cola, yeah. Happy Meals, and unlimited Wi-Fi. I think he actually, I, I, every, every, he tasted all that, the Cool Ranch Doritos. He, he Wi-Fi'd, he zoned out, Glow Kids, all that stuff. And it did have an effect on him. I th- I've known Gained him 12 pounds. Well, he did gain a little bit of weight, but, I mean, he did seem more zombie-like. And it's no offense to him. It's probably the food going into his body. But Well, maybe it was the heavy chemtrails yesterday. I know I, I must have swallowed at least a half a pound of uh, aluminum, maybe 12 ounces of barium, probably at least six ounces of uh, uh, some other heavy metals. It was really great. I mean, it looked like quilts out there. I didn't know United, American, or Southwest flew in quilt-like patterns Above New Orleans, I've never seen. That was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yes, man. I, I've Halloween flown a probably. billion times, bro, and I've never seen. I've never flown like a quilt. I've never wow. flown. It would make sense on Halloween because I we always say on the show Friday and Saturday. Those night, are pretty clouds. Those are good days when you're distracted, chasing love, driving to your basketball game or your LSU Alabama game. That you're gonna you know, see those chemtrails up in the sky because no one's gonna really stop what they're doing. I like aluminum. Well, look, we got uh, 30 seconds. We got Rhonda Shear on next. New Orleans native. She lives in Florida now. Uh, big Trump supporter. She wants to come on the air and discuss her involvement with that. Uh, again, for all the local listeners, you feel free to call in 504 556 9696. We'll turn, be taking calls. Turn off the debate, turn off the Cubs game, and turn up. 990 WGSO, the home of the First Amendment in New Orleans. We'll be right back. Battle of New Orleans Radio with your hosts, Nathan Lawrence, Caleb Hint, and Goyle on 990 WGSO. In all right, Battle of New Orleans Radio, we're back. Myself, Caleb, Nathan hit Nathan Lawrence, and sorry about that. Uh, we have a really special guest on next. Uh, we've been wanting to get her on the show. We were trying to get her on two weeks ago. Uh, she was really busy. She'd been uh, highly involved in the uh, Trump uh, fundraiser, the Trump campaign, the Trump train, whatever you want to call it. She's a New Orleans native. You might know her from her stints on USA Up All Night, uh, Happy Days, Married with Children. She, again, is a New Orleans native, and if anyone wants to call in, they can call in and ask I loved her. Up All Night. Yeah, Up All Night was a great show. I loved it. And um, we'd stay up all, up all night to enjoy that as young men, uh, like a lot of Americans would do. And um, anyways, Rhonda, if you're there, um, we're, we're really pleased to have you on the show. Uh, we want to hear your... Thank you. And listen, we want to hear your take. I know you were saying today you were at in Florida there or uh, somewhere with the uh, Trump uh, campaign. Yeah. Um, and, and just Miami. and fill us fill our listeners in on what's going on right now. What you're feeling, what you're seeing from him. We were we were exchanging some messages. You were saying he was a little bit down in Orlando, but now you're seeing a a, a, a reinvigorated uh, Trump. Uh, what what are you seeing in the camp? Yeah, well, you know, I saw him in Orlando. I wouldn't say he was down. I think he's really tired. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, like today, I I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I, I I drove to Miami last night and drove back after the lunch. I mean, it's after the breakfast. So they, that was over about 11, and then he proceeded to do three more rallies. So I'm exhausted just from driving. I can't even imagine. And he spoke, and he was in the best mood. But when I saw him in Orlando, it was the same thing. It was a fundraiser. It was a dinner fundraiser. So he had done three other rallies. So, you know, I've been, try- I've been, I've been on the Trump train 
since the primaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, way, way, way in the beginning. And kind of started in my neighborhood with neighbors just talking. Most of my neighborhood is, is really for Trump, pro-Trump. Wow. So um, it's just sort of just sort of, And I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. Now. Wow, I didn't I'm expect that in North Florida. Wow. Well, I it was really interesting. I was a Democratic girl from New Orleans and ran for office long before you guys were probably born uh, for a register of conveyances and almost won um, back then. And so, you know, that was my roots. And I always loved politics. Mm-hmm. And by the way, a lot of your listeners may even remember me from the Shape Spot commercial, which even goes back or my Miss Louisiana days. <laughs> oh, yeah, we saw that anyway. on their. Oh, yeah, we saw that on your bio there. And actually, our young producer was like pulled some pictures up of you and was like, "Whoa, we got to get her in studio." But go ahead, continue. But anyway, so I started, and I and, and and quite frankly, I reached out not fundraising before being on the other side, you know, running for office. I'd never fundraised, and I really wanted to fundraise, and I really wanted to get Mr. Trump to the house, to my home. And it started, and it was looking good, but you had to raise a certain amount to get him here. And then we were going through hurricane season. You guys got a lot of the same weather that we did. So Mm -hmm. a lot of things just fell through. Then late August, I was approved and had raised enough money to get Governor Pence to my home. Mm -hmm. So that was a really successful event, almost hurt by a storm that kind of we got kind of the the, the, the end of that. Um, Hurricane Matthew. Uh, the, yes. But anyway, he was amazing. His mm-hmm. wife was amazing. I mean, I was just it, it was just kind of an amazing um, thing to watch how it even goes down when you have an event in your home and you have the Secret Service and the front people wow. and three days of this going on. And this was for Governor Pence. Then after that, I wanted to uh, – I, I kept wanting to get, you know, to really meet or re-meet. I had met Mr. Trump in the 90s mm-hmm. um, in, in New York. But then uh, I got I, I, what they call bundling, when you bundle a bunch of donors and you, and you bring in so much money. I bundled an event, got a busload of people, and we took them to Orlando. Okay. And that was where I saw him. And that was in um, late, late September. And then uh, today – so today was really interesting because it's the last – on-ground fundraiser. I mean, yes, the funds, they want the funds to continue to roll in to the last minute, literally to the day of. I mean, just because they're doing this last-minute push, so of course it's never too late. They made $7 million online yesterday, which is pretty amazing. So people are, like, really pushing through. But this is the last donor. This is the last push. And that's why you're, even though you're tired, you're on the air with us, and we appreciate that. I know. Well, I'm still so pumped. I'm so pumped. So I brought in you know, a couple of donors, and they were, you know, like larger donors. It was really exciting. It was a really exciting group because there was only 30 people there in total. And um, so we really got to, I mean, just set, instead of him making a speech like he does at most of these events, he literally just sat and had breakfast and talked. You know, it, it was a large ballroom, but it was, you know, just a small group of people. Yeah. And spoke. So he was, I mean, they were talking um, you know, uh, uh, Renz Priebus was there, and they were talking about the numbers are so much better than what people think. Um, their, you know, their intel is so much different that they completely, the media is so off that he's carrying Texas right now, wow. um, even doing well in, 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 in states um, like Connecticut, I mean, that have never been read. So really exciting to hear. From he, he was so pumped. He was just a different, and I just felt like, you know, he, he you know, he, he just, he knew something like it that we didn't know. But they shared a lot of that. They shared that they had made their ground funds. A lot of people, the one question that people ask me as a fun, since I've been fundraising mm-hmm. is, well, doesn't he, 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 he paid for his whole campaign. He paid for the, the primaries, but no one could pay for, I mean, look at the Clintons. They're very wealthy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't pay 
what, for what it costs to put on a presidential campaign. It's just, exactly. it, the, you know, the media alone, just eat, everything eats up so much money. So um, it's been exciting for me to watch this. And also I've been on Nightline um, on a segment or two oh, cool. with women for Trump, and they just asked me to cover on election night for them in New York City. So I'm really excited about that. Well, well that's really exciting. Hey, Rhonda, this is Nathan Lawrence in here. I, I have, hey, Nathan. Yes, ma'am. It's nice to be talking with you. Um I'm here. You know, I live uptown and and probably have more Hillary supporters uptown than probably the whole state of Louisiana. I mean, I see I see a little I see a little H's all over the place uptown. It's pretty disgusting. HRC, but, yeah, yeah. And but, we talk a lot about it. Have you ever have you ever talked to the, I mean, talked to any of those people? Or, confronted or, them, or, like well, Jehovah's Witness. You mean? I, I can confront tell you them. From, you know, have I you taken Trump in your heart? <laughs> have you taken <laughs> Trump in your heart? Have you? Believe me, believe me, I know what you guys are talking about. My brother, Mel, mm-hmm. who lives in New Orleans, my okay. whole family lives there. Okay. We are we we literally defriended each other and blocked each other on Facebook. That's Whoa. how bad he is. And that's how far he is far, far to the left. I'm not. I'm moderate. He is far. He is hmm. he's out he's so far he's almost in a circle. Wow. So I mean they don't they, they're like, please explain to me. You're not the same person we grew up with. I don't understand it. It's like crazy. So and then I have friends from LA because I lived in LA for twenty seven years yeah. in that are comic friends, extremely liberal, who yeah. you know, pretty much not as bad as my brother, but you know, pretty much like not understanding it. And, I, and, and that's the thing and, we're looking at your bio, Rhonda, and, and we see you move from New Orleans to LA, assuming that you would have been uh, conditioned over I there, was. socially engineered to be like more leftist, but it's interesting that you took such a uh, right well, turn I, in a I way. I think what it is, no, no, it's really easy, guys. I grew up. So, see, I was in show business, and I definitely, I mean, I was, you know, I was definitely interested in politics, always voted, but I wasn't, you know, like really on the ground, really listening, and I didn't own my own business. Mm-hmm. Once you own your own business, yes. and then you're employing other people, and you see what other people's struggles are, and you see what people, and you listen to what people want and need, especially when they want and need change. Because mm-hmm. even back when I ran in New Orleans, politics was corrupt then. Well, we all know that era. So, so, so if it's if it's corrupt in such a in, in a small city or in a town or in a state. You can only imagine that it's very true on a national level. So Trump, I mean, there's definitely a couple of things I don't, no party's perfect, and there's a couple of things socially that I definitely, I am not, you know, a believer in. And that's why I'm I'm getting more involved with the Republican Party, because I really want to change those things. And you have to have people like me who stand up and say, hey, I'm a woman, or I'm a young lady, or it's a millennial, and we all have to stand to change some of the things of the older boy school and, that people, and, I think, think and, of, the, and of, Rhonda, that, of the party. And that's a good point. You, you know, you being in the entertainment industry, whether it's current or not, or say someone who even works at the post office, I see them, if you post something that's pro this or that, they say, man, I wish I could say that, but, you know, I work for the post office or I work for the military. Or in your case, if you work out in L.A., you might get boycotted for, you know, having certain views. So it is interesting to see how some, well, certain I'm people... On air. I'm on air. I'm on air still. You know, I sell women's uh, apparel on HSN and, and oh, cool. all over the country. But, you know, I have a, a large brand of intimate apparel and women's apparel. And, you know, we reach millions and millions of women. Of course, I don't talk about that. I mean, you can't talk politics. You know, it's a Exactly. It's business. But, but I've only gotten like one or two negatives. I mean, I have quite a uh, large social following between Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. 
several Facebook pages, and I've only gotten one really negative um, comment from, mm. from a customer. That was it, I mean, was re- which was really interesting to me. I'm not saying that my friends haven't been negative or, or mm-hmm. acquaintances, I should say, but I haven't gotten anything back from someone, you know, like, so who knows? I mean, I know people may be thinking and wondering, but, you know, um, the thing is, if you're a liberal, doesn't that mean you should be able to speak your mind and not want to, like, uh, you put like people in a box? Yeah. L- liberal, I mean, liberal means more freedom, not less. I think it means the opposite now. So I went to a yep. Trump rally here in... Uh, hey, uh, hold hold that thought, Ron. Hold that thought. We're coming to a break. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen you to Battle of New Orleans Radio. If you want to speak to Rhonda, call up 504-556-9696. A lot of people are watching the Cubs game right now, Rhonda. But again, we're excited to have you on the show. YouTube uploads. Go to our page. A lot of people are going to see this. Battle of New Orleans Radio. Call in. Talk to Rhonda Shear, 990 AM. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio right here on 990 AM WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City. We are the home of the First Amendment. This is the only station that will allow us to broadcast. You will not hear this information from the corporate whore-controlled stations down the street. So please support WGSO and 990 and please support us. We have Miss Rhonda Shear on the line with us, uh, New Orleans native, actress, uh, activist, the, the activist, uh, big Trump supporter. Right. I want to ask you, look, before we had you on, we had Miss Bev Harris on from blackboxvoting.org. And right? she and she just laid out this this new revelation about fraction, magic. about fraction magic, about how they're able to steal the votes on the tabulation level. They're able to use decimals to actually uh, you know, uh, steal votes and, and put them to whatever candidate they like. So, w- what is your take on, you know, Trump bringing out the, you know, this all this information and bringing out the questions about voter fraud? And now we see a lot of evidence on how they're, you know, committing this voter fraud. What is your take on that? And how do we counteract, you know, the well, the, the, the theft? It's really interesting. There was a guy. Um that I was with today, one of my donors, and he owns uh, an app. You can look it up called Poll, P-O-L, Mole, M-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Like, it's about voter fraud and fraud and how, like, if you use this app, it, it can't happen. But it is going on. It's always gone on. I think that no matter what, look, I, I hope that Trump wins like, like, like there's no tomorrow. But mm-hmm. he has completely opened the biggest can of worms. First of all, with mainstream media, you can't you, you can't even you can't even go on Google and see what's trending. You can't go on wow. Facebook. It is completely Suppressed. blocked. What's really truly trending? Everything is smoke and mirrors. You have no idea what to believe. Um, I do believe there's voter fraud. Um, that's why Trump has been saying in the states where you can revote, there are a few states where I think Louisiana is one of them where you can vote. Like you know, if you turn in your absentee ballot, you can get it back, and then you can vote up to up to Election Day. I wow. think Louisiana is one of those states. Three more times. So wow. he's encouraging that. He's shaking things up. At the very least, I don't think this, this country will ever be the same. I think that we're going to need answers, and, and we're going to demand it. I mean, the matter of, so. if she gets in office, she's going to be shrouded with, 
you know, what's going to go on with her in, in all the emails and the lies and the corruption? Just like people say, how can you vote for him? Well, there's a million reasons why you can vote for him. Yeah, Rhonda. Like, how can anybody and, vote for her? And what how do you can anybody and, vote for her? And leading into your comment there, what do you see for America if Hillary were to say when, God forbid, in your eyes, what would you see for America well, maybe over the next 48 years? Today was a doctor who was a doctor who she feels, I mean, just as, as a medical doctor and watching her in this last year that she's very sick. And she says, I think she is um, stage three Parkinson's. So we wow. may we may have someone who never makes it through office. I mean, of hmm. course, that's not known. But the, a lot of doctors I've read it. But this is a doctor that I was with who's an internal medicine person who was a neurologist. That was her specialty who said she definitely has something going on. So, I mean, what would we see? Uh, I mean, I don't think we'd see a lot of the thing. I don't think we'd see our country the way, or at least the way I grew up, and the, the and not having freedom of religion, um, uh, Second Amendment rights taken away, um, complete uh, what would go on in um, – I just don't think she's a negotiator that I can I can see Trump now. I've been with him personally several times. The man is not what he appears or what people think. He's calm. He listens. He really listens to people like he listens to you. He takes it in. He can spout back what you just said. Mm-hmm. He would be an amazing, amazing deal maker. And I, I, I think uh, and, you know, working with foreign countries, um, Everything about him would be what we grew up with and then more in terms of being safe, um, women being treated fairly. He does love women. And I don't mean in the way, look, yes, he's a guy and he's a little haughty. And so what? I mean, all the strong women I know, they're like, who cares what he said? Let's care what he does. Mm-hmm. Who cares what he says? Well, I listen, mean, if you're a strong woman, you don't play the victim. All right, Rhonda. What, including. Yes, go ahead. No, sorry about that. No, we do have a caller. Um, we have on line number one, we have the Flaming Liberal. Go ahead, Flaming Liberal. You're on the line with Rhonda Shear. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, hi, Ms. Shear. The last time I heard you on hi. radio, it was quite a number of years ago, you were on with Andre Laborde on WSMB Radio. And Andre wanted wow, to know was, if you would ever pose nude, and you said you would never do it. But after that, I think you posed not once, but twice oh, for Playboy. Give me a break. And I like to give thank you. Give me a break. I, I was, oh, give me a break. I was in Playboy in 1978. I was in Playboy in 91. I brought the layout to them. I was in Playboy in 98, um, in 93, um, when I was on a show called USA Up All Night. I never said I wouldn't pose nude. And if you heard me a number of years ago, I had to have been <laughs> like 18, not knowing. Okay, well, it was on the Andre Laborde like, show. Like, I, I remember wait it very well. Wait, wait, hold on. One at a time, guys. One at a time. Just like Trump. Trump has changed, too. When you circle the country over and over like he's been doing and seeing the people, he's not the same man that he was as, as when, when he was running, when he was in the primaries, as he is now. When you get well, out maybe, there and meet the people, people change. One at a time, guys. People one change. at a time. People Go ahead, are. Flaming Lib. Go ahead. What's your rebuttal to what Rhonda just okay, said? Well, maybe President Clinton has changed, too. But I don't know if you're going to give him the benefit it, of the doubt like Trump. Um, well, I mean, President Clinton isn't running, although I really, true. the second that she, the second she stood by her man, I tell you what, my man, if he was in the Oval Office or in my, in an office in my house doing what Bill Clinton did with a cigar, with a young intern, I wouldn't have stood by his man unless you're a woman who was completely power hungry and all along it was for herself getting in the presidency and using power. Because if she truly is sick. She's totally pulling one over all of our eyes, and she's going to never make it through her presidency. And she's going to be shrouded in lawsuits the entire time. Okay, and and that's only because the Republicans are vindictive. She's Uh, a war criminal. She's a war criminal. I just... I just went to a rally with over 20,000 people here. And since the paid people that fight, all the Dems that are fight, there's not one person. There's nobody fighting. It's quiet. 
It's all American people. I saw Hispanics. I saw African-Americans. I saw every nationality, old people, young people, millennials. No one's fighting. Completely amazing crowd and amazingly just just pro-America. That's what they were pro. I don't know why you guys do not let us speak. You're the ones who call you stupid, you're a redneck, and every other name in the book. I've never, I don't go on people's Facebook page and put them down because they're for Hillary. If you're for Hillary, great. Then vote okay. for Hillary. That's flame, horrible. Flame and liberal. you tend to say someone's, I mean, you started attacking me that I said I'd never post a Playboy. I didn't if attack you, you. I'm praising you. I had to have been 17. I said, I, th- I thank you for doing it. You're a beautiful woman. Flame and liberal, listen, well, if you I have any yeah, final yeah, rebuttal, yeah, go yeah, ahead before the commercial break. Go ahead. On the Whitewater investigation, investigating the Clintons, and the only thing that three special prosecutors found out, and there were three independent investigations before that, and, it, and I'm not joking, this was printed in the Washington Post. We found out almost exactly uh, God down knows, to the main media has not where lied. President Clinton put his hand on Monica Lewinsky's private. All right. Would you, would you let, would you let one Donald person Trump at a time, guys. Wait, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. What was your question, question. Flaming Liv? Go ahead. Oh, he, he's... Oh, I think he disconnected there. But go ahead, Rhonda. Uh, we have about two minutes what before the break. Or was it something loose? In the meantime, yeah, that's that's what they do. They they just spout and hang up. In the meantime, yes, the Clintons are such a machine. And you know, have you known any other family that makes money without a job except mm. for the Clintons? I can True. tell you one thing: the Trumps work. The yep. Trump family works. I met Darren today, um, um, uh, Ivanka's husband. What a great guy. What an amazing guy. And making over his wife. Hold that thought, Rhonda. L- ladies and gentlemen, listen to Battle of New Orleans Radio. We got Miss Rhonda Shear on the line with us. Call in 504-556-9696. Appreciate the call, Flaming Live. You have your right for your first amendment. Rhonda Shear's on. We'll be right back. Battle of New Orleans Radio, 990 AM. Yep. Even syphilis. She's walking like a demon. Elections to have it their own way, irrespective of the people's will. Who could give direction to what your newsmen say? Eat your lunch and leave you with a bill. Cross on Hillary, got her finger in the dike. If it serves to make her more. There's no war that she don't like She's a thieving, lying slob And she's always on the prowl If the FBI did their job They would lock the bitch up Civil unrest, chaos in the streets um, You know, this push to basically demonize him But we went to the rally to see what civil unrest we would see there Well, when we got there This was at the uh, New Orleans Lakefront Airport in February 2016, and we went there. You know, you know, we had about five thousand people. Five thousand people there, Rhonda, and um, you know, when we got there, they had their little chance. They had their um, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. Let's go, Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, and they're doing a little cheerleading Mm -hmm. thing there. It's a top forty hit. It's a top forty hit. They always got some (laughs) catchy little tune going on to get their little lemmings going with them, and and it was peaceful. But you could tell it was like Black Lives Matter or funded protesters, you know, $15 an hour on Craigslist, things like that kind of deal. Paid protesters, these millennials or these gutter punks, basically, who are getting paid to kind of hold a sign up. They had the Communist Party out there. That's what it is. There's a group that I work with here called, you can look them up to, blackpackpac.org. They have been on the ground in New Orleans and in Louisiana, all over the southern (laughs) states, campaigning door to door. And you would be surprised. I've worked with two black groups. How incredible, how, how, 
how much that people don't know that they are completely Republican. The Republican group hmm. that they feel like they've been suppressed and kept down because of what's gone on in the Obama administration. They are so anti-Obama and mm. so anti-Clinton, they can't see straight. And they are literally, and this, and I was told by my friend George Farrell, who's president of, of blackpack.org, mm-hmm. look it up, that absolutely, in New Orleans, there's mm-hmm. way more African Americans for Trump, but probably are afraid to speak out as well. The people that you're seeing at these rallies, again, are getting paid. They're not going to vote anyway. They can't vote. And, you know, it's, it's a, when you get to a different place, when you get to a different education level, and you speak to someone like, like George Farrell, he'll tell you the only way to move forward and to get out of the, these neighborhoods and, and to rise up education-wise is with a Trump, and, not with, with a Clinton that's going to keep it the same way. And Rhonda, same way. and look, Trump's talking about something like the Federal Reserve and the central banks, and, and we agree this is a bipartisan right. issue because whites or blacks in America are dealing with a currency that's constantly losing its value. It's a fiat currency right. backed by nothing, and it is a bipartisan issue that they need to realize because we're both going to work. We're both trying to survive. We're humans. We're trying to get ahead, and these are right. bipartisan issues that need to be confronted, but they are suppressed, like you said. Well, anyways, back to the Trump rally in New Orleans in February. Yeah. We go to the rally. You know, it was kind of calm outside with the paid protesters, but you can definitely tell it was orchestrated civil unrest somewhat. They had right, their little right. chance. Tulane students. Tulane students predominantly. We saw that again with the Jackson Statue Monument Aww. attempt at the pull-down. There's a lot of these Northeasterners, uh, you know, these hipsters and trendies or whatever from Tulane University. Well, anyways, when we are leading, leaving the uh, Trump— board. Wait, say that again? They're just bored. I guess. What what was weird, though, Rhonda, what was weird, though, the the main rabble rouser, I think it was a Tulane University student, a little female, this kind of radical feminist chick, she was at the Jackson Statue Monument. She confronted us. That's a side story. But when we were leaving the Trump rally, um, it was dark. People are just trying to peacefully go to their vehicles, and they were way more aggressive. They were getting in your face. They're saying, you're a racist. They had signs that said, Trump is the next Fuhrer. And interesting uh, thing on that, they're trying to say he's like Hitler, this and that. They, this uh, this one girl spelled Fuhrer incorrectly, F-U-R-E-R, and, and I shouted. I kind of upset her. I said, hey, Fuhrer is spelled F-U-H-R-E-R. You know, spell check matters. And she got so mad that I called her out for that. She was like, oh, how dare you? She goes, your vote doesn't matter. And, and anyways, this same girl, she said her name was Montero. But well, well hold up, hold up. Go before ahead, you go any go further, Goyan, she had the same. This this girl approached me, and she tried to uh, she tried to get me to come join the Communist Party. She says, "Well, I'm kind of communist, you know. I'm not full blown communist, but you know, we're meeting. You know, we're meeting here at this location. It'd be really great, you know, if you if you just come join us, you know, because you know it's totally it, crazy." These people, I'm telling you, they were paid by 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 the Clinton group. I'm telling you. And Rhonda, listen, it's it's great to have a female voice on the show. We talk a lot about radical feminism on the show. We talk about the depopulations. We talk, obviously, they say it's conspiracies. Don't play a victim. If you are a strong woman Mm -hmm. and you work for what you want in life, like I've been working, Mm -hmm. and I am completely different than the the girl that the the guy that when he first called in. I'm just I'm a grown up now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I manufacture hundreds and hundreds, not millions of items that are sold. I can't manufacture in this country. I would love to. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one factory that's set up to be able to manufacture. Wow. So for me, the business part of it is vital. 
mm-hmm. making good trade deals so that we can get. Do you realize how many jobs that would open up? But see, and I mean, you're and, and Rhonda, you're, you're you're a successful woman, and and what I we talked a lot about this about wealthy people in America is like, well, it's not my problem. I got my money. What's good about you is you have success, but you're looking at the big picture still and realizing, right. hey, there is a big picture. I reunited with my junior high school sweetheart that I met in New Orleans. We had nothing, and we started from ground zero. We, I was coming out of L.A. He was coming out of Lafayette. We started with nothing, and we worked our butts off. That's how you become successful. Wow, wow that's and, and awesome. That's the kind, that is the kind. Trump, you know what I saw him do when he left the hotel today? It was at the Doral. He literally turned to the front desk and said, how's everything going? Is your manager okay? How are you guys doing? He talks to all the help. Everyone, he wow. wants to know what's going on. Well, he is a true. This is what we need for this country. And Rhonda, we got a call coming in shortly. But back to what Nathan was saying: these girls, okay. maybe they're from broken homes. You got this debt matrix. You got the divorce matrix. So many families have been broken up the last four. Uh, you know the. Oh, sorry about that little mishap in the studio. We um we had basically um these these young girls. They're from broken homes. Maybe they're misdirected. They're coming up to Nathan. They're saying, "Join the Communist Party." They're these millennial wow. hipster types, and they don't really have any direction. They don't have any money. They, they're disenfranchised. So, of course, they're going to go into that communist matrix in America now that they're pushing for. That's and, really uh, sad. And, and, this, and this radical feminism where you see a family like Trump, successful, married, kids, unified oh God, family. They're, they're, they're so amazing. They're and, so amazing. I mean, you'd have to meet them. I mean, I've, this is a family that I've now gotten to know. Uh, not all of them. And I'm listen, sorry, and Melania, I don't know much about her if I'm even pronouncing her name right. But, you know, my father's from uh, former Melania. Yugoslavia, from Croatia, right. and I know she's Slovenian. So uh, those are quality people, and they have old school roots. I know this for a fact. Not all of them. Absolutely. But they, they have an old style, a Balkan style. She's an architecture Very major. intelligent, His very intelligent people. all of the everything for the hotel. These people are intellectual, but they are also hard workers, and he didn't let his kids get away. If You can't mess up kids. You really oh. can't. I mean, you can't. You can't mess up kids. Exactly. He, up. he did a he good job pulling them off for sure. Well, listen. And he cares about people. Go ahead, guys. I know you're... you're we we got line that. number one. We got a call in. Uh, Phil, go ahead. You're on the line with Rhonda Shear. Hey, it's a great hey, pleasure. and a great blessing to be on the air with y'all tonight. But I've got some real powerful suggestions that, you know, it won't save America, save the whole world, but these are common sense things that anybody can do. You know, I think we need to start a GoFundMe account to save money and raise a reward for, for you know, a reward for the arrest, for, the, for, the, for, for information for the arrest of anyone that, you know, destroys the monuments, you know, like Crime Stoppers does. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll bet you that people around the whole country would donate money to it and put it into a trust fund, into a bank, and try to raise that maybe $100,000 and put that out as a reward for anybody that defaces any monument anywhere and pay it out if they actually catch them. And, you know, and for the arrest and conviction, just like the way Crime Stoppers does it. Also, another way to make America safe, and I'm talking about all 50 states, I think we should make a law named after Taylor Freelou, a woman that I met, a young lady that was stabbed to death by the canes in Kenner, Louisiana, call it the Taylor Freelou Bill, and make it where you have to have a drug test to get hired at any job in Louisiana, across America, where you have to have a drug test to get food stamps and welfare, where you have to have a drug mm-hmm. test to even get a driver's license. And Phil, now, listen, talking- Phil, really quick, what, any questions for Rhonda and her support for Trump? What, and what's your take on Trump with one week to the election? How do you feel about this? 
Yeah, I think that people need to get behind Trump as much as humanly possible. Everybody has cell phones. Everybody has cameras. Everybody has a will to win. And I tell you what, we better have a will to win because we're going to need it. There is a way to stop and document all the voter fraud. As a matter of fact, since Barack Obama has been releasing all of these prisoners from all of these prisons in the United States of America and Guantanamo Bay, the population that lives here in this country should help the police as much as humanly possible and put as many criminals in jail so they won't be available to vote on Election Day. All right, Phil, appreciate that. And listen, Phil's helped us clean these monuments, Rhonda. He's actually one of our listeners, and he's actually gone out there and helped us clean the Lee Circle Monument. He's gone out there, and hey, Phil, if you're still listening, come on out there tonight. We're going to go clean the Liberty so, Monument. I mean, what's going on with that, guys? What's, what's going to happen with the monument? It well, makes me sick. You can't, well, you can't erase history. Can't erase history. You and what's interesting, what's happened, we have four monuments minus the Jackson Monument um, that they've been pushing since the Dylan Roof shooting to have removed. You know, we're tying Mitch Landrieu in the United Nations, this erase, yeah. erase the hate. It's kind of this international globalist push to, to to erase all of this. And some people say so, that... So we should erase religion, and we should erase re- God. Yeah, and erase, erase borders. You know, it, it, let's just erase everything, so let's not remember Hitler. You know what? If you have a reminder of history, history and then you learn about history, and you teach your kids history, then they know that maybe it wasn't bad, but they're not... Mon- they're also just monuments to history. They're historic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to know these. At least now we have an awareness of they're not just a monument. But exactly. Face them, just like the person who defaced the star of of of, um, of Donald Trump in exactly. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, what's going on is uh, like we've got to stop what's going on in this country. I mean, before we tear, we're tearing ourselves apart. And, and I'm sorry. I think it's Obama, and, and she's going to do more of it. There has been more civil unrest and exactly. racial unrest in the last eight years, four years, than there's ever been. Exactly. And I don't know. It was not that way. And I grew up in New Orleans in a very mm-hmm. tough time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it wasn't that way. And I lived in Los Angeles. You never saw anything. There was, it, it, there was no racial divide. Well, Rhonda, we're going we're gonna to be right back with one more segment with okay. you. Uh, okay. Again, we'll be right back. Battle of New Orleans Radio, 990 AM. We're on the air with Rhonda Shear for another 10 minutes. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio. We had Miss Rhonda Shear on the line with us. Mega Trump supporter, big Trump donor. Uh, we, you know, we appreciate her time. Rhonda, any last takes? I want to want to get you know any takes. Uh, you know, deal. For change, Go guys. ahead. It's time for a change. It's time to change. We we we, we got to get the we we got to clean the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the, we swamp. Drain the swamp. It's true, and we, we, we've got to clean it up. We've got to expose the media. I mean, this wow. this is America. Where is democracy? We cannot lose this. We can't. The Second Amendment. We have. This is a very scary time for us. And I mean, the First Amendment, the ability to say what you want, is definitely the as ability. important. Okay, yep. hello, liberals. Hello, mm-hmm. liberals. If I speak out, then you can't say anything. Exactly. So um, we have to. We have to actually mend. And this is the one thing I did say, and this is what I'll close with. Is no matter who wins, I'm going to stand behind. I'm not that kind of person like my brother who continues and will continue to trash, you know, the other side. Um, mm-hmm. If Hillary Clinton wins, I'm going to stand behind her. She's going to be my president. I'm an American exactly. first, and mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. And I hope the best for her. I really do if she wins. But at the moment, there's still six more days. We can make a difference. We can still get out there and vote and, and do what we need to do and get the word out for Trump because um, I want to get back to what I grew up with. and I want to be able – to uh, and never have anybody sit for the the the, the American you know the Star Spangled Banner or 
or not say, in God we trust. I, I just want the things that we grew up with, and I want safety for my grandchildren, my stepchildren, and for, for all my friends. I want to feel safe again. All right, Rhonda. And I, and I, go, and I want police respected. Exactly. They are amazing. So that's that's my take. It's just common sense stuff. That's all. Well, listen, Don't vote on one one issue. Look at all the issues. Yeah, wear red if you're voting for Trump. It seems to be to make sure these Soros voting machines work and we stay on top of right that. Up. But again, any any last uh, plugs you want to give to you? any websites or any uh, clothing lines or whatever? You go, go to, for it. You, you can you can go to rondashear.com. You can follow me on Facebook. You can have your words with me. I don't care. I'm all good. Um, She's not scared I, I, right now. Is I'm not. I'm not scared of any ghosts. Um, and and I'm you know I'm I'm completely pro-Trump. I'm very excited, and it's a very exciting year. And if you got to know him or just as a little, you know, I, I put my heart into working for him. It was no different than what I did with my own company. I wanted to raise funds, and I just did it. So put your money where your mouth is. Yep. And it isn't even just my money. I bundled, and I and I went to friends. Your heart I and soul. Money, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's it's, it's, it's door to door. So we got so, six um, days. We got six days. Countdown is on. Rhonda Shear, yep, again, we appreciate for, I will be covering for Nightline on election night. I don't know okay. if it'll run on election night or that next Monday, but I will be working for Nightline at wow. the party in uh, New York City for Trump, so I'm very excited. Awesome. Okay, well, listeners, check out Rhonda Shear, uh, every all the uh, projects she's working on. Rhonda Shear, again, we appreciate you coming on our show. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Way, I can be funny. Let's do a funny show. We'll after do a fun. We're going to get you on the show after <laughs> Trump wins. How's that? Okay, I'll come to New Orleans. I want to come into the studio. Come into the studio. You're always welcome. Listen, we would love that. My gumbo's better than any gumbo. I'll bring you some gumbo. Listen, our producer, our young producer, saw you and was like, who's this girl? we got to get her in the studio. <laughs> He's excited about that idea. Like that. So uh, we're, we like it, too. I, Thanks again, Rhonda. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Happy election. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. That was Rhonda Shear. USA up all night. You know, just uh, it was a lifelong dream of ours to have her on. We wanted to have her on two weeks ago, Nathan. Caleb, um, and it was great to have her on. I know, again, a lot. we're competing with the Cubs game tonight, but for our listeners at home or in their car, we're glad you tuned in. We've got six days to the election, guys, so what what are you guys seeing, Jimmy? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get Caleb's. It's Trump or nothing. We get more Hillary. We get Hillary. It's going to be more wars, more Federal Reserve, more more GMOs, uh, more more geoengineering, more— More war in Iran. More, more everything. I mean, it's going to be terrible. What, let's, let's, let's get Caleb's Caleb, Caleb, what's Go your ahead. take on everything going on right now? Six days out. What, what do we got from you? Well, uh, I think there's a very important article that uh, Wayne Manson uh, wrote. Who, of oh, Wayne. Course, and it's on that the WayneMansonReport.com. If you scroll down to his October 31st posting, it's called The Clinton Email Investigation in non-hysterical terms just in a brief nutshell uh there's are multiple fbi investigations of hillary clinton you can find more details in his article uh not just about anthony weiner's sexting but also uma abedin's emails and perjury the clinton foundation and teneo you uh, said weiner uh all right so uh (laughs) (laughs) well beavis and butthead Hillary, she would rather focus everybody's attentions on Wiener's Peter pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Wiener's <laughs> Peter pictures. Ain't that a tongue twister? <laughs> Peter well, Piper picked a peck of Wiener Peter Pe- pictures. She's using this as a smokescreen to cover up her foreign donations through the Clinton Foundation, yeah. the NEO, which is the, the Manhattan-based yeah. hedge fund that Uma Abedin was a part of while also employed through the State Department. Yeah. 
Uh, there's also an FBI investigating her weapon smuggling to terrorists in Syria and Libya. And, and also, also uh, Caleb, real quick, we got 30 seconds. Also, Uma Abedin's mother's tied to uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and the Muslim womanhood, the woman version. I mean, th- th- this, this lady is a... Uh, uh, a Saudi agent for sure. So listen, when y'all run to your bunker next Wednesday after the election, tune in to us. We're uh, going to be the last system that's going to be working. Your smartphones are all going to be shut down. And we're going to have we're gonna Hillary have Wayne, wins or Trump wins. I'm going to get Wayne Matson on next week to discuss that article. Tune in. Ballon Orleans Radio, 990 a.m., 7 to 9 o'clock every Wednesday night. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Caleb. Good job. They began to run it. Down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico.